Welcome to episode 16 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. It's really frustrating when we are living with this emotional fatigue. Emotional fatigue can even create physical fatigue from the top of your head all the way down to the bottom of your feet. And today we're going to be talking about ways to notice that we're experiencing this emotional fatigue and methods that we can use to overcome it. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. Let's face it, many of us moms are experiencing emotional fatigue. It's a result of our prolonged and intense stress or demanding life circumstances. The emotional fatigue not only affects our mental well-being, but it also affects our physical well-being. We're not new to stress in life. So we might have stress from demands of a job, financial stress, stress of raising children, maybe a broken marriage, or even stress of aging parents. Nothing hit me as hard as the stress I was under when my relationship with my children was at its lowest point. Now, full disclosure, I'm not a doctor. But I have experienced myself all of these symptoms when I was going through the worst moments of my life. Some of these symptoms we experience in our emotional fatigue are tiredness or lack of energy. Hormones are a real factor here. When we're under a lot of stress, our cortisol level is raised. Maybe it's because of lack of sleep or lack of self-care. Another symptom is decreased motivation and enthusiasm. Who wants to build a career or go to a neighborhood party if they're feeling terrible, if they're feeling extremely sad and heartbroken, or they have difficulty concentrating? This was huge for me, developing kind of this brain fog by the impact the emotions have on the central nervous system. I just really struggled with this, along with that lack of energy. Sometimes it creates the inability to make decisions. This can come with a brain fog or, you know, we we get to a point where we just don't trust our ability to make good decisions. If you're beating yourself up and not taking care of yourself, you might find yourself not wanting to make decisions, wanting other people to make them for you. 
the increased irritability and moodiness. Now, let's not forget how emotional fatigue causes us to lash out or cry at the smallest inconveniences or problems. Especially if we're stuffing it down and avoiding it, it comes out at the worst possible times. I know it does for me. So really managing your brain during this process is critical to that moodiness and that irritability. It also reduces our ability to have empathy and compassion. We have so much self-judgment and shame that we have no room for understanding or compassion for other people. Not to mention that when we are experiencing emotional fatigue, we tend to look for outside sources to make us feel better, right? The trouble with this is that most of the time, it compounds the original problem with new problems. I'm going to give you some examples. Eating. Maybe we're eating for comfort. We're eating because we want to feel better. We want to have that extra food because it makes us feel good in the moment. Drinking. Drinking alcohol. There is such a thing as gray drinking, which is not really alcoholism. Gray drinking is a way to escape your emotions, to feel just a little bit better in the moment. Problem is, is that it doesn't last long. In fact, research says that it only lasts for like 20 minutes. And then you feel awful afterward, or you feel awful in the middle of the night or the next morning. Another way to escape our emotions so we can feel better is by shopping. And this can put you at financial risk. Social media, that can be a very unhealthy addiction, especially if you compare yourself to other people. We compare ourselves to our neighbors. We compare ourselves to other family members. We compare ourselves to the in-laws, how much time that our in-laws are given versus what we're given. This really adds to our emotional fatigue. Binging on Netflix to escape, where this may not have any negative effect on your health, it wastes a lot of time, honestly, where you could actually be doing something else that's healthier and making you feel better. There are so many different activities that we can do to escape our emotions that are unhealthy, that I don't have time to go through all of them. I think you get the point, though. It's a way for us to escape our emotions. But the trouble is, is that the emotions are still there. They're still waiting for us. And now we've compounded it by doing things like overeating, overdrinking, shopping, binging on Netflix or rummaging through social media, spying on our kids. While it may feel great in the moment to take our mind off of how we're not getting along with our children, the problem is still there. We end up going back for more and more of these unhealthy choices to escape it. So where do you even begin to really understand if you have this feeling of this emotional fatigue. If you experience this like I do, you might feel stuck in a life that consists of not talking to your kids, 
stresses in your marriage, unhappy with your career, taking care of your parents, overweight, having a glass of wine every night so that you can sleep, waking up at 3 a.m. because of the wine, scrolling through Facebook to see all the things that you're missing out on, including stalking your children, and a closet full of things that you don't wear or need, and angry, angry that you're not at that happy stage that you expected at this point in your life. Now, why do I know this so much? This was me. This was exactly what I was going through. There's no easy way to resolve it. You have to face it head on. You must walk straight into it. Pull your chin up and embrace the humanness of your thoughts and your feelings and your behaviors. And here are just a few ways that we can do this. The first thing is we have to notice what's happening. Each circumstance on its own might not be enough to create emotional fatigue, but when you experience many of these at the same time, a great way to notice what you're thinking, feeling, and how you're behaving that causes emotional fatigue is by keeping a journal. We also have to create that nicer inner voice. We're human and we're going to we're going to stumble in life. Begin talking nicer to yourself. Stop with all that self-judgment and all of those terrible words that make you feel bad. Stop beating yourself up for what you say or you don't say or what you do and not do. Meditation. Personally, I love to meditate on scripture. I'll read a passage and I'll look up the words in Hebrew or the Greek language. It just opens it up to such different meanings. And then I'll just meditate on that scripture. Relaxation techniques. Well, the Navy SEAL uses the box breathing technique. You inhale, counting to four. You hold for four seconds. You exhale, counting to four. And you hold for four. If this reduces stress and anxiety of a Navy SEAL, it will definitely work for mom too. Limit your stressors. We have the ability to say no. No thank you. We can say, we can limit our time on social media if it makes you stressed. We can limit the time that we're stalking our kids just to find out what they're doing. Limit your stressors. The other thing that, you know, sometimes we have responsibilities that we can't escape, okay? Aging parents, for example. So make sure that you're scheduling enough time to take care of yourself on those stressful situations that you cannot avoid. Set boundaries. Now, this is not just for other people. Every time somebody mentions setting boundaries, they think that they have to go and set boundaries for their children. Well, I'm suggesting that you set boundaries for yourself. And it's okay to tell yourself, no, not right now. We're not going to do this. It's also okay to tell other people, not right now. Engage in enjoyable activities that are not unhealthy. Take up walking, painting, gardening, book clubs, or whatever activity you love. Make time for them. 
I know that we all have 24 hours, okay? I have 24 hours in a day. You have 24 hours a day. So if you don't think you have time, yes, you do. We all have that same 24 hours as the rest of the humans in the world. So reprioritize your self-care. Make time for it. And the last thing is get some help. You can do this through therapy or coaching. It's best to look for help that will be providing you with some sort of tools for you to navigate through your specific journey. Having these tools will set you up to become resilient, knowing just what to do when a problem comes up. Too many times we think that getting help is is going to a friend or multiple friends, but let me just offer that that's a good place to go vent when you need to vent because they're going to have your back. So if you want to vent, go to your friends, go to your spouse. But if you want to solve the problem, get help. Get the tools from someone that has been through what you've been through. If you're struggling from emotional fatigue, I would just encourage you to reach out to me. I offer a free consultation to discuss your specific needs. It's time, Mom. We've entered a new stage in our life, one that we had hope for wisdom, well-being, relationship, connection, and personal growth. It's time to put down the emotional fatigue and begin getting in touch with your life's desires again. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms Podcast.